All right, welcome back. This is part two of Grant's Texas 4000 journey. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'll be picking it up just a little bit before we left off last time. This is Analog Spectrum. Your ear holes never had it so good. Grant's left now. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took offense to the Elvis joke. Yeah, it's like, it's I like did. funny. So, uh, so uh, see what happens now. Put this podcast on. People will be like, yeah, like oh I, get, I get canceled. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you you get you uh, went to the Bass Pro Shop, which is pretty awesome. And you spent a day in Memphis. Where else did you stop? St. Louis, Arches. Went to see the Arches actually on the right end of St. Louis and okay. go up them later. Is that the oh, Golden Arches? Mm-hmm. Just the one no, of them. Just the Arch. Arch, yeah. yeah, I know. Okay. That's why I asked. <laughs> so. That was really subtle humor right there. That was, was McDonald's joke. Like, yeah, it, it took me a second it, to it get was it. Subtle, yeah. uh, subtle well, but I don't know if it was humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys said Arch is, and there's only one. So that's I why I was wondering well, if it was McDonald's you went to see. It was just McDonald's yeah. McDonald's. singular. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. so, so you went to St. Louis. What else? Chicago. Okay. Did you go see the bean? We did see the bean. It's cool, isn't it? It's weird. It is cool. Yeah. The bean? You know about this? No. It's a piece of architecture or um, I don't know, sculpture. It's art. Yeah, yeah it's art. art yeah. yeah. In Chicago. And you just go out and see it in downtown. It's, it's literally yeah. like a giant lima bean, but it's chrome. And okay. it reflects yeah. everything around it. That's fun. interesting. Okay. Yeah. What else? Yeah. So okay. in Chicago, we saw Abbott, which is one of our sponsors. Okay. That was a good time. The the, the pharmaceutical company. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're our presenting sponsors. So they give us more money than um, I think any of the other ones. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And we visited a Texas 4000 alumni there. So this is somebody who rode uh, like probably six or ten years ago, something like okay. that. And he, funny enough, this is one of the stories that's going to stick with me for a while, I can tell. He had done a two-year bikepacking trip with his wife for their honeymoon. And I thought that was the coolest thing. So they started in Europe and crossed all of Asia by wow. the end of it. Wow. Yeah. So Psychist. Yeah, I know. Man. I know, right? Yeah. You meet a lot of bikepackers on the trip. I bet. Yeah. Especially in like the Yukon area, Alaska area, because people will do Montana to Alaska very frequently or the reverse. And they'll do Alaska to uh, South America very frequently. Yeah. Or relatively frequently, at least. Well, you guys must have experienced this. This is a motorcycle relation sort of comment here. But one of the things that we talk about a lot as motorcyclists is it's it's a really cool thing. pastime hobby i don't know what you call it when you travel far on a bike because mm-hmm. when you stop at a gas station um you take some time to you know slow down and get off the bike and because you, you can't like shift around like you can in the car and eat m&ms and drink and listen to the radio you can't do any of that stuff you know right. so you're kind of limited so typically you're at a gas station for a little longer than normal but people come up to you and they, and they ask you hey where are you going where are you going? especially if you're loaded down right and i think that's something that you miss in a car when you travel by car because you oftentimes now you just get out pump your gas get back in the car and go right unless you got to pee go inside or whatever but so i think there's a there's a whole missing element when you travel that way that you don't get and you guys must have experienced that i mean right. especially on bikes well it's amplified because you have like 20 people rolling up at one gas station oh, yeah, at yeah. time potentially oh, I bet. right or the trailer that says fighting cancer on it right yes yeah, so people oh, always yeah. come up to you um pretty much every gas station I will say yesterday I came from Austin to San Antonio mm. on my bike, and I was surprised that somebody stopped me at a gas station and asked me what I was doing. So yeah. it still happens even if you don't have really? your jersey on. Yeah, mm. he's like, wait, what are you doing out here? He was uh, the person who was at the front of the gas station, uh-huh. and he came out to smoke a cigarette, and he, he asked me why I was biking like, or like, were you where like I was going that day. Or no, I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> like what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like you on your motorbike. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm hitting on your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a sister? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it had nothing to do with cycling. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's a cool part of it. It is cool. It's, it's a, a great part of the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right. Really good. Yeah, like and so every time we see a bike packer uh, on uh-huh. the road, like we have to stop and ask them oh, what they're the, doing. Yeah. There, it's so much fun. There's no doubt that, like with cyclists, it's weird, you know, because like when you're cycling and you pass somebody coming the other way, there's almost like this. I don't. I don't know. I. You may wave, you may wave, you may not, but like if you stop and have a conversation with a cyclist, there is definitely a, like a, a bond, a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there is a connection. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, but uh, and uh, yeah, I forget, I forget we kind of, kind of, we digressed again. Which well, we no, no, it's, yeah, well, so we were we were we left Chicago. We were going across North South Dakota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, we missed uh, one of my favorite days of the ride was in Elkhart Lake wisconsin okay. which is there's yes. like an f1 
um, or like a NASCAR racetrack there. Oh, that's, shit. That's why people might know that okay. area. But we went there because one of the riders had family. Okay. And we ended up going there. Um, they had a big party for us, lots of drinks and Mexican food. It was a great time. Nice. And then the next morning, we um, swam across their lake that they have there. Just out of curiosity, oh, cool. Mexican food, any more fucked up tamales? <laughs> no. No, we avoided tamales as fucked much up, as possible. Fucked up puke tamales? Yeah. That was... <laughs> No, nice. we uh, we love Mexican food when we get it, and in fact, oh, I bet. at the finish line, the Texas X's chapter there in Anchorage had us uh, Mexican food. It was awesome. That gives me chills, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to hear nice. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, so I'm sorry. You said so. You went to you were you were at the lake. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the funny story about the lake is the deal was we have breaks for you, but it's on the other side of the lake so you can either jump in the boat if you're a weenie and go across <laughs> nice. or you can swim across i know what grant did i'm thinking to myself hey i biked i biked to elkhart lake wisconsin yeah. from austin like i can i can swim a little bit i say did you, did you like rip it off and go like grant no pussy and just went to it? <laughs> I did jump right in jump right no in. i was i did not do that well, the thing is i'm i can swim i won't drown but i'm not a swimmer the way that some people on the ride are some people okay. have been swimming since they were four right, you know? right but i jumped in the water i'm like all right i'm just gonna go as fast as i can get this over with right and i get halfway through and i'm like i'm breathing hard cold uh no the water was pretty warm okay. i'm like i'm breathing hard like oh this is not good i'm gonna drown like oh why did i do this it's like a half mile swim it's yeah. like there's nothing it's to uh, sneeze at yeah and i turn around the there's a boat there the boat that was carrying the other people across and they've, yeah. they've identified me as somebody that needs help yeah right <laughs> with liability yeah. real liability they, uh, they, well, just handed, they just handed you the cockroach yeah not not quite <laughs> And um, so I, I get into the, the boat and I'm like, they're like, do you need oh, help? Shit. And I'm like, yes. And so I get in the boat and I, by the way, I sit, I sit down and oh, I, I awesome. check my, my pulse is like 180. Oh. I'm like, I just got sagged out and I needed it. Oh, and I, I felt, I felt embarrassed for a second before I realized that my best friend on the ride, he, he was in there too. And I was like, I lasted longer than your soggy ass. Like, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, you're like, I'm a cyclist, not a triathlete. Yeah, Screw right. that. Yeah. Well, now all of us that couldn't finish, we're thinking to ourselves, all right, I'm going to go train. Cause we're super competitive people. Like, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure. going to go get swim Were lessons. you always competitive or did this ride bring it out of you? Oh, it, well, I've always been competitive, but okay. it brought it out of me as well. It's gotcha. a combo there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you get across. Was breakfast good? Breakfast was great. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. But was you know I've been to Wisconsin once. It is a really beautiful state. Yeah. Right? It was mm-hmm. Yeah. My one of my favorites. A lot of people felt the same. Yeah. Nice. Great beer in Wisconsin too. Okay. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. A lot. Of, lot of. That's where a lot of beer. I mean, there's a lot of beer like, and cheese. Yes, cheese. cheese too. Gotta yeah. love the cheese. Yep. America's dairy. That's mm. what it says on the license plate. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And I am a fan of it. Yeah. So, uh, so you cross the border from there? No, not Wisconsin. We crossed the border in North Dakota. North Dakota, okay. Right. So South Dakota, the story there is we had gotten locally brewed beer in every state. That okay. was like one of the challenges that we're going to do okay. just for fun, just to keep things, uh, have a little variety. And mm. um, Slap on the brakes for a second. Were you uh-huh. a beer drinker prior to? Not really. Okay. Um, like I, you know, beer time to time, but doing the ride and going to the breweries is like you start to know the difference between a lager and a pilsner and things like that. Sure, that was awesome. Ales and all that. Exactly. IPAs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Memphis had a great brewery, by the way. Those were my favorite they... parts. Yeah. Nice. Can I can I digress? I just you brought this up. I got to say it. Go ahead. My wife and I were at a restaurant. This is completely, almost one hundred percent unrelated, except for the beer thing. Well then, no. Okay, <laughs> so we're at a restaurant, and I and I we had just come back from Germany. And okay. I was drinking a lot of Pilsner over there, and I liked it. And so I asked the waitress. I said, "Hey, man, you, you guys got the Pilsner?" You know, I'm looking at the menu. It just doesn't say. And she goes, "Like, I don't even know what that is." Where were you? In uh, Colorado. Oh, okay. And uh, weird. And I'm like, really? Well, I, can you ask the bartender? And she's like, "No, the bartender's not going to know." A Pilsner? <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay, and well, we left. Well, almost all beer. That's well, okay. Well, yeah. almost all beer. Almost all like like Budweiser's a pilsner. Yeah, I know. That's that's yeah. my whole freaking point. Uh, yeah, I mean, pilsner's a Czechoslovakian beer. Yeah. So yeah, uh, she but, had but no it, but, clue, um, and she was sure that the bartender wouldn't know. So that's weird. I don't think she yeah. understood. I went to McDonald's, and you got a pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, you said Pilsner, and that it just rang a bell. Sorry. Yeah. You can cut that out, Tony. So. No, we're gonna roll with that. Yeah, nothing. Okay. Nothing's getting. This is so far so good. Okay. So, uh, uh, so South Dakota beer. South dough. Dakota 
couldn't find a beer. What? Yeah, so we stayed at a, Let's get a the little fuck out of this state. a little town. It was in a, it was an Indian reservation named Lake Traverse, I wanna say. Okay. And you can imagine it's like a Tuesday night. We got ten young college students coming into somebody's dive bar just like aye, aye, aye. hey um oh, can, we, can we get a locally brewed beer and they're like guys we got corona and um but light and that's it aye, and aye, like aye. Please i think leave. i think corona was the also unspoken a thing yeah yeah, they were not happy to have us. Uh, oh, you did you get the weird vibe? Like they? Oh, were... huge! Yeah, hugely weird vibe. Wow. They just didn't want us there. Outsiders, yeah. Yeah, and so like we ended up leaving. We actually so we went to a sports bar where we just left immediately, and we went to a little dive bar, and we talked to the bartender there for a little bit, but yeah, we couldn't find locally brewed beer. And, and that was the one and, state that we couldn't get it. Wow. And, and I just want to make sure that everybody understands that Texas 4000 isn't welcome in South Dakota. It's true. <laughs> I yeah, wanted, they hate I us there. Know, do they actually brew beer in South Dakota? They do. I, honestly, it's just, honestly, I've, been, I've been to South Dakota. It's actually a pretty nice state. Yeah, yeah they have beer there. It's just yeah. not, not in a town that small. Oh, I see. And not on a, a Tuesday night in yeah, right, some small yeah. bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting. Yeah. I, I, do lo- I do love the idea that, that uh, you guys all came rolling into a bar. Yeah, and it was like, it was myself... Uh, my friend, my buddy, who's uh, older than me and taller than me, and like he, we, the two of us kind of fit in a little bit at a bar, but then it was like five or six, like twenty-one-year-olds, um, mm-hmm. just like yeah, we rowdy, right? Just, we just yeah. come out for a long ride. It's like no, this is like not the energy that they want here. Sure, a handful, yeah. of, handful of people in lycra. You're like yeah no yeah we don't, yeah. yeah and it, uh, I tell you, also there's a joke in there by the way. If anybody wants to finish this for us, I don't have a punchline, but Texas four thousand walks into a bar. I don't have a punchline, but if anybody does, please share. Yeah, that was lame. Do it. Yeah, I, I was lame because I don't have a punchline. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what are you, right. Bob Dylan? Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So, <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, so, uh, but no local beers in, in South Dakota. Right. North Dakota was great, though. We stayed at a winery on the day before we crossed the border. Okay. So we had, by the way, North Dakota winery. Like most people would scoff at that, like what, yeah, what's I, going I, on there, right? Matter of um, fact, I was about to scoff. Right. Okay. Scoff incoming. Not now, because I have a feeling you're gonna slap me back. It's pretty good. Yeah. Was it? The wine was not bad. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So, well, so did you stay at a winery? We did. Yeah. That's cool. This is one of my favorite locations that we stayed at. What What was yeah. it like? Small. It was and small, but small. people were really nice, and the wine was pretty good. So, they, so they were like a home host. Pretty much. Yeah, we stayed. Yeah, with within the the place where they manufacture the wine. Okay. Fun. Yeah. Uh, were they manufacture? I mean, like you were actually in the place where they like squeeze yeah, where the they grapes? actually squeeze the grapes, like wow. right, that area. Wow. Yeah. And they. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And so, as far as crossing states, how many days did it take you to cross? A, like on average, to cross the state. I mean, North Dakota took us maybe three days. Okay. Uh, Arkansas, okay. a couple of days. Yeah. So like like two to three. Okay. And then, and then again, every f- seventh day you were sagging, you were driving. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're or, or sagging or you were getting ice cream. Uh, we've already established yeah. that. Uh, both. Someone, yeah. I want to I know about the border crossing. How'd that go? Yeah. How'd it go? Fine. It was really fine. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say A a lot? I want to come to your country, eh? <laughs> say, say sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. From time sorry to time, we get that. We had a, a bit of a cold welcome to Canada, actually. What? Yeah. So the border crossing was fine. No okay. problems there. Um, we had a great dinner that night, and then we roll into a campsite. For some reason, we we're camping in Winnipeg, which is actually a big city. Um, okay. Yeah. Like I say, actually, because usually at big cities we have a host, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really easy to find a host. But there we didn't for some reason. Okay. And we're camping, and apparently we're kind of loud that night because the next morning somebody um, revved their motorcycle engine and said, "This is fucking Canada. Show some respect. You're not in America anymore." <laughs> really? Which is like really mad. And uh, we thought, "Oh wow, is this what Canada's going to be like?" But no, uh, yeah. no, on the roads, everybody's so nice. It's like they, they probably get that a lot from just being close to the border. You well, know, you know, it's yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that isn't because everybody talks about how Canada is <laughs> super polite. Right. No, it was crazy. We're, this is not what I expected at all. But then on the right. roads, people were nicer than they are in America, to be oh, honest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On that note, uh, and, and Doug and I talk about this in a podcast that either is coming or you've already heard it. Uh, I've always kind of wondered about that because people talk about how people, you know, when I mentioned that I was moving back to Texas, that people are like, oh, my God, people are going to be terrible. But I've never had any other than what we talked about where we almost got hit head on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh that and then even that woman was nice you know she, she came nice, back yeah. she came back and apologized but uh 
but I've never had issues. Did you have any huge issues with cars? In Texas, yes. Did uh, you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, we ride a lot over the training semester. Okay. Yeah, we did during, like 2,000 during, miles. During training. During training, yeah, we had issues. Um, yeah, there was, there's been rides where people, like, I had somebody tail me and then come up to my, my left and, like, say, get off the road. Yeah, really? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that day in particular, we had been biking on... Yeah. On a road where we were like really, we weren't holding up traffic, but we we're annoying a lot of people because we were going slow and they couldn't get around us. There's no were you shoulder. Du- were you riding double? We were riding double and there's okay. no shoulder. And yeah. like riding double is actually the right thing to do there it because is. it's safer. It um, is. You don't want to get hit by a car. I, but I, yeah, uh, the trade off there is you you will make cars mad because they yep. can't pass you. Mm. Yep. Um, but it will make people it, it will make people slow the fuck down. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. so can I just put out a public service announcement? And if you see bicycles, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know, like, yeah, don't be an idiot, man. These people are doing something healthy, right? Yeah, you know, so put your taco down, right? I'm or, sorry. Uh, I always like to say, I'm sorry that I, I'm uh, I'm interrupting your happy motoring. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, don't get me started. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> so other than any place else, did you have issues? By and large, not a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in Canada, the difference is if you get a honk from somebody, it's not a get off the road honk. It's uh-huh. more of a, oh, wow, you're in Canada. Hey, eh? like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so happy to see you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so we, we biked uh, along just a couple highways in Canada. There aren't that many highways that you right. can take through rural Canada. And always we'd see, you know, trucks just like in America. And whenever they honk, sometimes it was cute. They'd like, they have little honks that do like a little song for mm-hmm. you. That'd right. be fun. Nice. Or like you could go and you could move your hand down that, that honk motion that everybody the knows. Traditional, uh, yeah. Yeah, and you could get lots of uh, trucks to honk for you. That'd be like a little game cool. for us. Yeah. So so when did the mosquitoes get out of hand? Mosquitoes got out of hand in Saskatchewan and in are, are Yukon and Alberta. Are, are we there yet? Or do we need? To, uh, we're not quite there yet. Go I ahead. mean, in Saskatchewan, that was the territory they went to after Manitoba, which is where Winnipeg is. Okay. Uh, we visited. Saskatchewan, that'd be the big city, which is not the capital. The capital is actually Regina, and there are lots of puns made about Regina. <laughs> Originally, we thought it was, um, yeah. Like, yeah. Like Doug and I, when you said that, we like looked at each other, like, here it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Originally, we thought it was uh, Regina or Regina. It's not, though. It's not. It's not. We got corrected by a local, and it's we're like, Regina. you sure it's... It's Regina. All right. What does it rhyme with? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> rhyme with anything. Better. Turns out, nothing. yeah, nothing. Yeah. Not, not nothing a damn at thing. All. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Regina's the <laughs> capital, but Saskatchewan's <laughs> the the bigger city. Um, that's where we spent our rest day. Regina is the bigger city. Um, Regina's the smaller city. Got it. Yeah. It's right next to Pewterus. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Man, it is. Look at the map. So, I'm just softball, softball. Yeah, right, <laughs> right next to Belopian tube. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, that's all right. Whatever. I'm not cutting it. I'm leaving it in. You're the editor. I am definitely the editor. Okay, okay. so you were you were in Regina. Mm-hmm. Good. Then after Saskatchewan. <laughs> was um probably alberta mm-hmm. yep and the fun fun host that we had in alberta was this guy named rick and okay. the story here is that i was on sag i had sagged out because my stomach was hurting and so you do what you got to do which by the way a little bit of backstory there we had like drank lake water that night and the reason oh, for that geez. is we'd asked locals like hey um everybody's really thirsty we just rode like 100 miles um <laughs> what do y'all drink here like we're about 50 miles away from the nearest gas station. Like, what? Like, what's what's the deal? And they're like, oh, well, at this campsite, just everybody drinks lake water. Drink out the lake, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, everybody. I don't know if that's would, what did it, but, I would, yeah. I would like to. I would like to shit myself blind. What should I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like how he said his stomach hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my stomach hurt. <laughs> I, would like, I, would like to, I would like to shit to the point where I pray for death. What should I do? Drink the lake water. Hey. It was rough. Yeah, it was a rough yeah. couple of days there. Yeah. I bet. I'm yeah. speaking from experience. I know exactly what <laughs> those, you're those Canadians are like. Hey, I just told another another <laughs> tourist to drink the lake water. <laughs> That's five this week, man. Dude, yeah. he's out there. He's out there laughing at it like a dog. I'm the best. <laughs> All right, so you drank the lake water. Drank the lake water. Uh-huh. Had bad stomach issues, and okay. then was on su- support that day. Um, so. <laughs> That, that's how that came about and we we go to this gas station because the thing about alberta is that mm-hmm. if you find a gas station you're stopping because okay. there's not that many there's of them so yeah. Few, yeah. yeah there's so few 
And so we go to this gas station. I'm using the restroom. I come out, and this guy, uh, he's like 6'3", 6'4", tall guy, very skinny, lanky fellow. He's got uh, grease all over him. He's wearing overalls, trying to paint you a picture here. I'm like, who are you? And, um, well, what he says to me is, hey, are are you with the the Texas 4000 group? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. He's like, look up there. And he, he points at the ceiling, and on the ceiling was a jersey. From 2004, that was signed by all the riders. Wow, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. It turns out this guy, Rick, he had been a host since the beginning. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And he starts tearing up. I remember this is like a pretty hardy fellow. So it was kind of, kind of crazy to see this guy as emotional as he was. He said, you know, I've been a host all these years and you didn't contact me this year. Turns out that there had been just some issue with the phone number or the email or something like that. Right. And we just hadn't been able to reach out to him to get him to host us. Okay. And so immediately we called other people who are on support and we ended up getting them to take down our tents at the, the dumb campsite we we're going to stay at okay. right. and bring them over to his place because he has cool. an RV park connected with this gas ah, station. Super cool. That is yeah. Cool. And this guy, his deal is he had all these instruments laying around and whenever Tex 4000 came into town, he would have us play the instruments for because he oh. loved music. Oh, okay. And so oh, we played. Oh, like what? Like what kind of instruments? So he had a trumpet, a flute. A guitar, a ukulele. Those are the ones that I remember. Also an accordion, but nobody played that. Did um, you guys play the other stuff? There are people that played trumpet. You played the trumpet. I played the trumpet. So we had this uh, this fun moment where of my friend, my, my buddy Dayton, he was playing guitar and I was playing trumpet and we did Rings of Fire. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, my. That sounds amazing. Yeah, That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. That you sounds amazingly cool. This guy, Rick, he loves a big campfire too. So we had this huge <laughs> campfire going. We're doing Ring of Fire. Uh, Dayton played some Bob Dylan tracks. Like it was, it was great. We had a nice night with him. Nice. Yeah. Uh, at one point, we had fireworks going on, and Rick comes over to me and says, "How much do you think I care? There's other people staying in this RV park right now. It's one a.m. We're doing fireworks. Uh-huh. How, how much?" He's like, "Not at all. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. God, that's a memory forever. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. We stayed with Rick on the way back too. Um, okay. Yeah. We stopped off. His so, yeah. so you 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 saw him. He was a little bit sad because you hadn't. Mm-hmm. reached out to him and then you guys mended that fence exactly that's great yep that's how it's supposed to be that's life man yep. that's amazing it's exactly that's how you're story. supposed to do stuff yeah. yep cool yeah and so uh so you guys spent time with him and where were you we were in alberta just i mean it's basically on the side of the road this gas station okay uh, and i you, couldn't tell you the town that's closest and, and you were going to camp but now you're at his place but now we're at his place and was his place it yeah. was a camping or were you? Yeah, we had tents set up, but it's an RV park. On the way back, we stayed in the cabin. This guy had built out the whole place by himself. He was wow. a really impressive person. He used to be a cowboy. It turns out, by the way, Canada is more like Texas than mm. you might have thought. I believe it. In, especially um, over there. Sorry? Especially on that side of the Canada. Yeah, especially in Alberta. Um, yeah. I think it's called the Texas of Canada. Yeah, well, um, okay. Calgary has a road. No, it's kind of like a rodeo. It's called mm-hmm. the Stampede. Right. Uh, they do that every year. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. In Alberta, we stayed in a small town named Mooseman. And it was like population 2,000. We were staying at an ice hockey rink, um, mm-hmm. funny enough. And mm. in our backyard, there was a rodeo going on. Like wow. a uh, full-on, let's ride some bulls kind of rodeo. Wow. So that night, we um, we drank some beers, and we headed out, and we watched the rodeo. <laughs> it was like a really cool host location. Fun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I was like, did I did I bike anywhere? I thought I thought we went to Canada. This yeah, feels right. like Texas. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and what was the weather like and all that? It was pretty good. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, seventies yeah, or eighties, like for the nice. most part. Sometimes it got hotter, sometimes colder. Yeah. Uh, you asked about the mosquitoes, though. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so that happened in Swift River, which I want to say was in the Yukon or in Alberta. Okay. Um, yeah, in the, the northwest Canada, and these mosquitoes were just awful. I'll show you videos and pictures later, but I. If you stop to change a flat tire, it's like you got people like fanning you. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. And we had a rest day there. And I was not alone and not wanting to ever leave my tent that rest day mm-hmm. because the mosquitoes were so bad. Like you go outside and they just bombard you and they were bold. Yeah. They'd go for your face. They they'd will. Go for yeah. your hands. Did you, um, were you wearing like off or any kind of repellent? Yeah, we had repellent and that helps. It definitely helps. But the way to do it is you need to have pants on. You need to have a bug net around your face and you have long sleeves and gloves. Yeah. And it's- just... If you have all of that, you can actually tolerate it. But there's still the sound drives you crazy. <laughs> like it's, it's constant, dude. It's nonstop. Yeah, it's How, yeah. Where were you when you were doing that? Um, Doug, I'm talking about Doug. Yeah. Um, so we were in um, near. Um, hold on. I can't think of it. It's north of Seattle. 
Oh, Vancouver. Vancouver. That's it. Thank you. Um, yeah, we were up around that area, and then we went a little bit east, and you get out into the wilderness, and it was, and and it's funny because it's not always like that. It's like there's a mosquito season, mm-hmm. and we just got lucky enough to hit that. <laughs> so, Shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was I have never experienced anything like that. Yeah. So, so you you live that you survive the mosquitoes, right? And the big city there is Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton. You're right, and that's where we met. Isn't that where Rush is from? I don't know. Is it? I'm gonna look it up. You guys keep talking. Yeah, yeah that's where we met the former Tour de France writer. Before you get too far, yeah. about 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 fifty percent of our podcast talk about Rush. So <laughs> it's true. Man. So just uh-huh. welcome, to, welcome to the, to the to analog spectrum. Rush is gonna come up, mm-hmm. and, and in a few minutes, we're gonna start ignoring you and talk about how awesome Rush is. Okay, <laughs> so that's gonna happen. Sorry, Grant, you gotta have this. <laughs> but until then, yeah. So we had this guy come talk to us while we we're at CGI, which okay. is a consulting firm. Which sponsors us. I'm going to try to look up his name while I'm talking. Okay. But this man had done the Tour de France when he was younger. He'd been a member of the 7-Eleven team. Yeah. And he told us about how he had survived cancer and got on to continue to do bike races and stuff like that. Uh huh. So he was a Tour de France rider before he had cancer or after he had cancer? He was a cyclist before and after. So he got cancer whenever he was older. Okay. Uh, okay, this guy's name is Alex Stida. <clears throat> Alex who? Stida. Alex Stida. Okay. Yeah. And so he had done Tour de France whenever he was probably like 20 years old. Yeah, when he was very young. And he sure. got cancer whenever he was like 45 and, or 50. And that would be uh, the uh, 7-Eleven team was the 80s. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he came not only to talk to us that day that we had the rest day in Edmonton, but the next morning when we were riding out he rode with us and he wore a Seth Levin kit and everybody right. was geeking out about that. Yeah, I cool. can't remember I can't remember I, I wanna say Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again I say the seven they could have been in the seventies too, but I'm pretty sure it was the eighties. And uh and uh but yeah the uh how how was he? What was he like? He was super cool. Yeah, yeah. he was really humble about everything. Whenever I talked to him he hadn't introduced himself yet. So my right. first conversation with him, he was just like, Oh you're cycling, that's cool. How's the summer been? Right. That kind of thing. And I asked him what he does. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a tech consultant. Because uh, that's what he's he's done after his cycling days, um, or after he, his professional cycling days. That is, is he cancer-free now? He is cancer-free. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and we, we, we've talked a lot about a lot of stuff, but getting kind of back on the, the kind of the theme of the Texas 4000, uh, what kind of a impact did you see about when it came to your presentations about cancer? Did you did you have any moments where you were like, like, I, I've talked to these people and people have said things to you or anything like that? Of course, that always happens. Well, okay. People come up to you and say, thank you for sharing your story. Um, that's happened to me personally a couple of times. And right. I can see it happen with other writers as well. The The favorite presentations have been the ones where people have asked questions afterwards and they want to know all about the organization and how the ride's been. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I can say more than that other than, yeah, it's, it's always been fun to connect to the communities that we, we get to see. Yeah, it's yeah. powerful, man. It really yeah. is. I mm-hmm. mean, I know we're kind of joking around, but... But uh, and I'll tell everybody now I'm a cancer survivor. So I mean, to even even to have that is is you know, to, and it's weird you know because I I don't it doesn't I did I don't think about it on a daily basis. But but I know what kind of impact a cancer can have on on a family and all that. Mm. So I, well, and of course there's of course, few there's very few families that haven't been affected by cancer in some way, shape, or form. I agreed. lost my brother to cancer a couple yes. of years ago. Yeah, I remember that, and to yeah. me it was shocking. Yeah. You know, and we've had podcasts where we've talked about your brother. Yeah, you yeah. know, and. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a uh, it's powerful, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's a huge mission, you know. And I know you had a lot of fun, but damn, the the what you what you did, mm. you know. So uh, so uh, <laughs> so you survived the mosquitoes, right? And from there, so the next big thing that happened is that these two routes that we had the whole summer uh-huh. end up meeting up. Oh, you guys merge, right? Yeah. And so at Rick's place, this happened a little bit prematurely. We were supposed to meet up on day sixty, but right. at Rick's place, we we're uh, we were sitting there in the morning eating our pancakes, and I hear some screaming from the um, the parking lot. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this means one of two things: either the van's broken down again, <laughs> or it means um, Sierra's caught up with us. And we says the van broken down, not the German van. Yes, no, that, that one would never. The yes. um, <laughs> so Sierra, as I told you earlier, there's only like one or two highways in, in that area of Canada. So if if Sierra's going to the same place that we are, which they are, they're on the same highway. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So we, we're very cognizant that they're just like 30 miles behind us. Uh-huh. Right. And so they kind of bunny hopped us that day. Really? Because we got off to such a late start. Um, okay. I think we end up going past them at some point, but it doesn't really matter. What ended up happening is that morning they, they saw our vans, they were stopping for gas because that's what you do in mm-hmm. Alberta. 
and they uh, they stopped us, saw, saw our vans, and they, they came to say hi. So we had this moment where it was like hugging and laughing and sharing stories. And then they went off and they did their own thing for a couple more days. Okay. Oh, wow. Which is super funny, but you only have um, host locations set up at particular times. So you're not going to like waste a day or you're not sure, going to hang yeah, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to be where you got to be. Yeah, stay so they, schedule, they went yeah. and did their thing. Of course. Um, so we end up meeting up with them finally at Whitehorse, which is one of the bigger towns before you get into Alaska. Okay. And we had a rest day there. It was it was fine. It was fun. Um, the thing about the two routes merging is that over the course of the summer, you have different cultures develop across the two routes. Okay. And in particular, the leadership styles were different among the two teams. So with Sierra, it was more of like a laissez-faire, like um, where we're going to let you do your own thing for the most part. During the day, the people who are driving support vehicles, they're calling the shots. And the ride directors, these are the three people who were on leadership um, formerly for each team. Those are, are not really getting their hands straight with, with those kinds of decisions. It's okay. like, are we gonna? What time are we gonna wake up? Are we gonna have to sag out the entire team for this spot, or like our road safe for that spot? That was more like the people on support. That was their deal. Whereas for Ozarks, it was very much the RDs and uh, having like a, a top down hierarchical approach to leadership. So every night we would debrief like how the day had gone and how tomorrow's probably gonna go. Like what things we have to look out for. When do we need to be where? What time do we need to wake up? That kind of thing. And the concern on both sides was whenever we merge, are these two leadership styles going to mesh well or are we going to have issues where Sierra wants to do things one way, be more laid back, and mm. Ozarks wants to uh, be more on a tight schedule? And that was the concern. Okay. And, and then you guys had, what, like 10 days together at the end? Exactly, we had 10 days. So we had day 60 through day 70. Okay. How did it work out? It worked out fine. Um, Ozarks got a little <laughs> bit more relaxed, which was fun and good and necessary, actually. And Sierra... Um, I wouldn't say they like they got more uptight or anything, or that they were like were better at getting in on time or something like that. Um, but like the, their route culture kind of matched with ours, and it was a little bit more like day before we're going to plan a little bit more better. Right. Yeah. I, I have two questions, and one I, I should have asked at the beginning, but I'm going to go. I don't want to forget it, so I want to ask it. Like, uh, like, why Texas to Alaska? I mean, why why did they come up with the Texas to Alaska thing? Well, there's the race across America. Which right. goes yeah, from Ram. east to west coast, right? Very familiar with it, yeah. That's really cool, but it doesn't start in Austin. No, it starts in Santa Monica. Right. right. So yeah. the person who had Star Text 4000 said, I want to do something epic, but I want to start in Austin where the University of Texas is. Okay. So hence, uh, we get mm. Text 4000. Right. And, they, yeah. and, and so it was just something epic. Right. Something exactly. epic. Something to raise money. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. And the second question was, now you're... you're uh, you're further along. Did, did you just? I, and I imagine I know I know the answer to this, but I just want to ask you so it, so everybody's aware. I mean, how did you feel like your your ability on the bike changed during this time? Some people got much more athletic. Like I I know one of my best friends. I came to see him on day sixteen. And I was like, uh-huh. "Whoa, your legs just got so much bigger!" <laughs> and he I was the, he was stronger the on the bike. He was faster <laughs> and, and all that. Um, I like I did not see that much change in my cardiovascular health or like the strength of my legs. I know I, I did get stronger. Don't get me wrong. Dude, you look different, man. Okay, well there, yeah. there you go. Yeah, you look, you look, you look skinnier. That's one person, but, but not in a bad way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the business biggest physical change for me is like my beard grew out. Like I don't, I don't think Dude, any, anything the else. Beard, the beard is. And I'm gonna tell everybody. We'll take a picture. Uh-huh. The beard is fucking epic. Oh, thank you. It looks good. Dude. It really does look good. Go ahead. Yeah, my like my resting heart rate didn't change. If anything, I was looking at the stats yesterday. So I have this Garmin watch that tells me my <laughs> heart rate. Resting heart rate like it actually went up a little bit during the summer. Really? Yeah, because you're training so hard, you're not giving yourself time to recover. So mm-hmm. you're not going to see improvements unless um, unless you're starting at a place that's you're not not super cardiovascular fit, and then like you're doing all this exercise. Like of course you're going to get better. Right. Or like, I think there are people who are much more athletic than me going into it, and so they're like, they didn't need as much rest as I did, okay. so they're able to improve more. I think I was maybe in that middle ground where it's just like, I eh, just kind of like flatlined yeah. the whole summer. That's yeah. fine. Like I was able to complete the rides. I was one of the faster riders. It was great, but like, I didn't come out of it like, oh wow, now I'm like some stud that's gonna go do the Tour de France. Right. Yeah. Well, and again, we're gonna we may <clears> talk about clearly this. not gonna do a triathlon because after the swimming. The swimming thing. Well, yeah, we swim like the swimming thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different ball game there. <laughs> <laughs> is there a kiddie pool in this triathlon i'm just asking because i'm got some issues he, he swims like a fat asthmatic kid 
<laughs> but cycling amazing yeah, yeah, amazing awesome. but I, yeah. oh yeah so i can many. do the the century on the the triathlons like yeah, no problem it. swimming, <laughs> yeah. swimming, it's embarrassing <laughs> so it swims like a rock yeah but uh <laughs> so uh uh yeah I, I just wanted to ask i want to make sure those questions got asked but the, so the teams come together and now you guys are riding together and and i asked this only because i know my my uh, my brother your father mentioned this that you you like notice that there was people like on the Sierra team that had become like monsters on the bike, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there were four riders in particular, two of whom I rode Pikes Peak with uh, okay. last week. Uh-huh. And Pikes Peak is this fourteener in Colorado near Colorado Springs that's always done on the Rockies route, which didn't happen this year. So on the right. way back, some of the people who drove the support vehicles back said. Okay, I was on Rockies, then that route got cut. I had to do Sierra or I had to do Ozarks. I need to do Pikes Peak whenever I go through it. And I'm on board. I was always on Ozarks, but mm-hmm. I'm on board. I'm going to do it with them. And it was 6,500 feet over 18 miles, and it went from 8,000 to 14,000 feet elevation. That's mm-hmm. insane. Like, really, really hard ride, and we just had a blast doing it. So yeah. I, it's cold I, I up couldn't, there, doesn't it? It does get cold. It, was, mm. it hailed on two of the people who did it that day. Mm-hmm. It didn't hail on me, though. And there was... Ice not on the road, but on the side of the roads. It, it didn't hail on you because you were crushing it. That's right. You're right. Going so fast, the hail couldn't keep hail up. Hail was like basically didn't want to touch you because <laughs> it came down and melted. That's right. Yes. You're so, so hot. Dude, it's smoking. <laughs> hey, did Steven. they, just a uh, side note, did they finish that visitor center up there? No, it was still under construction. Still under construction. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like that every year, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, anyway. Yeah. So, so we jumped all over. We jumped way ahead there. So you, you, the teams came together. Mm-hmm. Tony's They're, so strict, isn't he, on the timeline? I just line? want to make sure that he we're... Is. Yeah, it's but no, like, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Let me say, though, that I would never have been able to do that ride on day one. So it's like something did happen to me athletically. Yeah. Sure. It just no. wasn't as apparent as other people. So they're, they're, yeah. You're noticeably a different person in, but, in the But best let me keep going, way. though. Yeah. So the two people I will who tell are those... you if you can keep going, okay? Okay. Let's just pump the brakes on, buddy. I'm going a.m. What exactly yeah, happened again? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what. Okay, for one, Doug, shut the fuck up. Uh, Grant, respect your uncle. <laughs> okay, I'll so go anyway, get the bourbon. I need some bourbon. <laughs> uh, cut so, you off, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god, you sound like my wife. Anyway, uh, so your uh, so your teams came together. Wait, wait. I was I was oh, fuck. Speak. All right, yeah. go ahead. All right. So on the topic of those those stud athletes on the Sierra team, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were there was somebody who did the Pikes Peak six thousand feet over twenty miles mm-hmm. in less than three hours. Did it like two hours forty five. Wow. Yeah, and I did it in like three hours forty. Well, how fast did they do it? They did it in two hours forty. And 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 okay, that's that is that's impressive. really fast. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, and I did it in three hours and forty. And and and, and uh, it's one thing to say like what did you say six sixty five sixty five hundred. Right. Yeah, and but that's not that's not the thing. That's not what, what, Oh, that's not the challenge. The challenge is the, the altitude. Challenge is the yeah. altitude. Yeah. Is it yeah. 14 14,000 feet? It's pretty thin up there. No, yeah. I mean even like the highest point, I remember like the highest point in Washington was Mount Rainier. You look at that thing and you're like, "Holy shit, that's really high." I think Mount Rainier is below is is I know it is. It's below 14,000 mm. feet. Really? Mm. It's yeah. 12 something, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So uh so yeah, that's a lot. That's out that's altitude. Yeah. That's well, a, we've we've been. I used to live right near there, and we've been up there in, in June and July, and it's snowing up there. Yeah. So right. Yeah, yeah. It was snowing in August when I yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. No that's doubt. crazy. That's just freaking crazy. Okay. So, uh, are you fucking done now? Yeah. We can get back. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I just want to. I want to get to the. Fa- I want to. So we got through Canada. Are we through Canada? Hey. Are we? Uh, yeah. Know. White Horse, and then a couple days later. Okay, so the the border crossing was a point of interest, and that's because, not because anything happened at the crossing, but because every year we have a border race there. Okay. And the idea is, let's see, like, who's the fastest among the teams. It's this big competition. and Mm -hmm. You'll do, like, a men's team, a women's team, and uh, sometimes uh, a team with both, a co-ed team. And what happens is that uh, Ozarks never wins because our entire uh, summer, we're just doing flat. Yeah. Uh, We're doing Louisiana Flats Pancake, Chicago Flats Pancake. Right. Um, lots of flat in North Dakota, South Dakota, all over the place, just flat. And whenever we, we do the border race, usually we lose. Uh, this year was no exception, but because a few people on Ozarks had COVID, um, including some of our stronger riders, we decided, mm-hmm. let's scrap this. Let's just have fun with this. Make a team of whoever you want. doesn't matter what team they're on, what, um, what right route they're on. Just make you a team. You had COVID on the ride. Yeah. Yo, so both, both routes had COVID at some point okay. during the summer. So wow. Sierra had it. 
towards the middle and Ozarks had an outbreak towards the end. Okay. Yeah. And what, what we did there is we said, if you have COVID, uh, you can't ride, you can't interact with the host. And if you got COVID within five days, if you're asymptomatic, you can start riding again. And within 10 days, if you're symptomatic, you can start riding again. And the entire team had to test each morning. How sick did they get? Most people didn't get sick. The people who did, um, I mild. can't, I can't speak for them, but I think it was fairly mild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you did the ride. So the we, race. yeah, so the border race, but it was like, just do whatever you want with whoever you want. And, uh, we had fun with that. Uh, one group of people, the, the real stud athletes from Sierra did it and they like tried to beat the record time. And they, I think they did, um, for, for Texas 4000. Mm-hmm. We had another group of riders who were injured. So in particular, uh, somebody had a really bad knee injury that mm-hmm. had haunted him the entire summer. So he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do one mile and we're going to do it. You have to be in your lowest gears. And so it's called the one-to-one challenge. Hmm. And uh, it's just like, so, how fast can you go? Just like <clears throat> hamster wheeling it. Just like as fast as your feet can go. It was so, so, so funny to watch. So little in the front, big in the back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wh- whichever is easier. So that's little in the front, big in the back. Yep. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, it was a blast to watch. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Man. So we, we spent like that's five funny. hours at that border crossing taking pictures and doing these races and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a particularly interesting to note because... <clears throat> The the fine the finish line that we had in Anchorage did not feel like it was for us. It felt like it was for the parents who came to see us and okay. the other supporters. It was just like, okay, we're gonna bike. It was like cold, drizzly day. We were like we were having fun, but not not that much fun. And then we get to the finish line, it's like this big inflatable thing. We have a police escort, but like they escorted us like through a parking lot. It was like 0.1 miles. It, was, it just felt like dumb and mm-hmm. anticlimactic. And then we took pictures there, but again it's raining and like there's parents there. I don't know. It's just like it didn't feel the way that the last border felt. Like that felt like, wow, we're really finishing. And like we've really made it. We've really biked to Alaska. Mm-hmm. How far is the Alaskan border from Anchorage? Oh, I don't know. It took five days to get there. Okay. So maybe like 400 miles. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody put it best on the team, which was it feels like school's finished, but now we're hanging out uh, until graduation. And then you have you go to graduation. It's like this isn't really for me. It's just for the parents. Right. They're showing up, yeah, which is a really good metaphor. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I, I know talking to my dad, man, he, or talking to your dad, my brother, man, he freaking for them it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he had a great time. All yeah, most of the parents did. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, honest to God, man, I freaking hated the fact. I mean, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I sh- I wanted to go so bad. Uh, don't worry about it. I know, but still, yeah. you know, it's not about you. It's not about Grant's me, but but no, 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 no Grant. It's not about Grant. It's yeah. about it's about Tony. He wanted to go. Mm-hmm. No, no, I was just super proud of you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I, mean, t- I can tell you a bit. Yeah. The first time Grant and I have met is today, and um, I, I'm proud of you. I don't even know you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, no, like, no, it's a, a thousand percent. I know you're fucking with yeah. me, but I know it's not about me. I mean, I just was super. I mean, I'm super proud of you, man. I mean, you know, that's a huge deal, man. It's fucking yeah. huge. Well, so just to clear point of clarification, I'm not fucking with you. I'm yeah. serious. I mean, I'm. Yeah, oh, no, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I get I'm that. No, no, I get that. I'm just talking about the whole thing about being about me. I, yeah. It's not definitely not about me, a yeah. billion percent. But but yeah. I mean but I mean like uh, I uh, even like when you were got a, originally like you were like hey I'm, I'm gonna do the Texas four thousand because I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I was just like oh that is amazing. I'm so I, it just made me freaking happy, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, you know of course your your father was sending out updates and saying oh he's in you know he's in uh, you know Illinois he's he's here he's there and. Uh, yeah, I, I followed you. You know what I mean. So, uh, so you know when he sent those pictures, man, I'm not lying, man. It it, it, it was a huge impact. That is a fun thing about doing the ride yeah. and, and doing bike rides in general that are epic is that yeah, it has that effect on people. Mm-hmm. And sure. I remember doing pikes. There were people that were like videotaping me that just like saw me, mm-hmm. like yeah. slowed you- their car down. Pulled out their phone, started videotaping me. There are people at the summit who did that. Right. And there was, this is what reminds me of this story is that there was somebody at the summit who said, Wait, you just bike this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, true. Yeah, Whoa, true. Like, I don't know who you are, but like, well, thank like, you. Wow. Thank well, you. It's, it's yeah. Like that yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that's why celebrities become celebrities, right? right? Because they do things that other people look up to. Right. Uh, most of them in my world today don't deserve it as much as people like you do. You actually are doing something and you actually sacrificed a massive amount of your personal life right. for the benefit of other people. 
That's yeah. awesome. And, and again, That's just so, awesome. And, and also, we live in a world where people don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, and, and it would be one thing if it was just like, hey, you know, I got together with some friends and we rode to Alaska, which would still impress the shit out of me. But the fact that you did it with that, with the, 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 the uh, objective of the, the cancer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, and, and I will tell you, you know, and again, I'll never, I'll never be able to achieve what you, you've achieved, but, but even like, like I've done rides, you know, that are a hundred mile ride, you know, a 200 mile ride. And when you mention to people, yeah, what's the furthest you've ever ridden? Well, it's, furthest, it's 200 miles. And people are like, what the, f- what? You know, it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, well, I rode a bike the other day for nine miles and I felt like I was gonna have a coronary, you mm-hmm. know, and you're like, you're like, but, but it, it is, but my, my point is that people are capable you know what I mean? People are much more capable of doing things than they give themselves credit for. Yeah, sure. You know, and 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 I think that's a huge message. You know, but but I was super proud. Like like when like when your father was was uh, sending out. You know, when he was in Alaska and he was saying, "Hey, I'm at the finish line" and all that kind of stuff. I, I was just like, "Oh God, I wish I was there, man. I wish I was, you know, you know, only because just I I was super proud, man." You know what I mean? And again, we haven't really grown close until recently, you know, because, you know, when you went to University of Texas, you know, and uh, man, you know, and of course I love cycling, but I also love you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So. Thanks, Tony. Love you yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, so finish line. Finish line. Anti- yeah. Anticlimactic. Yeah. We, we've been A little there. bit anticlimactic. Yeah. 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 So, but, uh, and, and, uh, and everything kind of happens and you're done. Right. Well, we had a couple of days in Anchorage and then started driving the support vehicles back. Some so, people flew back. Right. I'm told that was a jarring experience because yeah. it's like one moment you're finishing this ride, lots of hugs and kisses from family. Sure. And then what took you 70 days to do takes you eight days to fly back. Uh-huh. And then you're in class a couple of days later. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's not a great way to end the summer. But, um, not, but not you though. Not me. So I had, uh, I, I volunteered for this. I didn't have to do it, but I drove the support vehicles back and I got to go to a couple of national parks, do some mm-hmm. rides with friends. Uh, and there was a price to be paid, of course. Like I was mm-hmm. driving like 15 hours some days, mm-hmm. um, at least like 10 hours a lot of the other days. So that that was rough, and those those were not fun. Other than getting to talk to people, sure, yeah. and process the ride. I was going to ask when yeah. you guys are riding, um, do you typically wear ear pods or any of that kind of stuff? No, no headgear, like no um, no earbuds or anything like that. We do listen to music using. Um, speakers. Yeah, he's got that's speaker on huge. Bike. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that makes the time go a lot yeah, faster. I so I bet yeah. you, you were on this really hard, like really tough sections. You probably just cranked up the police a bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That we had a podcast where we talked about like bands we didn't like. Yeah, he doesn't like the police. I like the police. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a relationship over, man. Uh, no, but you're definitely turning up whatever music. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, real quick before we get past Anchorage, so there you all just, just like everybody, just kind of they, they were done and everybody just left, and then you guys mm-hmm. went and grabbed the van. Was there yeah. anything going on? Some people flew back the next day. Um, some people took a couple of days. Some people stayed a week or more with their family in uh-huh. Alaska, do like a little vacation. Okay. Uh, we spent two days. I stayed with a woman who founded a cancer society in Anchorage. Okay. And who is one of the people that we donate money to. And they use that money for retreats and that okay. kind of thing. Which is always, okay. it's always fun to visit somebody that you donate money to and hear about what they use the money yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be Yeah, that awesome. makes the ride, like, really special. Yeah, so that of, day. sort of closes the circle, huh? It does. Yeah. 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 And and uh, so uh, so you, you get there. You st- I, I, I wonder, like, like, you spend 70 days on the road doing your thing. I mean, how hard was it to kind of reintegrate into the mental part of being in, not on the road? Driving back was easing into it, and that was one of the reasons why I did it. Right. And what I mean by that is, so you're not with 40 people every day. You're mm. with eight people, <laughs> and you're not biking every day, but you are driving, which is close, mm-hmm. but feels different. Mm. And you're still going to host locations. So okay. we had historic Rocky hosts that hosted us. So people who would have hosted Rockies if we'd gone up that way. Mm-hmm. So it was great to reconnect with them. It felt very meaningful. We visited a place that... We donate money to called Brent's Place in Colorado. That was in Denver. Mm-hmm. And that felt very much like it had during the summer ride. And whenever we got back, it was like I had all this time to process the events. And mm. 
Yeah, it didn't feel as jarring as I think it could have. Sure, yeah, because they'll yeah. have time to talk to those guys and, like you say, and recapping the the trip and all the fun highlights. Right. And yeah. yeah, it's almost yeah. like a support group. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. yeah, it helps also that I'm not going to school right now. Yeah, you're about graduated. half the team is continuing their studies at the University oh. of Texas. I'm going off and I'm doing a job later. So yeah. this felt like a victory lap for me. Right. I, I was actually wondering about that too, only because so much of your life right now, there's a, a lot of things that are happening because you graduated and then you did the ride and everything like that. Your whole life is changing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah for I other mean, people, it's, it's not the case. They're like, what am I doing still here like yeah. i felt like i had a lot of emotional closure with university of texas because i'd done the ride right. and I'd, I'd grown a lot this summer other people had done the ride grown a lot and then found them right back where they Stuck started back yeah right it's like yeah i'm i'm familiar with that emotional sort of reaction because i you know tony and i both were in the military and when i left i i left a you know a lifestyle i guess as a teenager and all that and I got, I don't know, lucky or unlucky enough to be stationed back on my first duty station kind of close to home. Mm-hmm. But the amount of growth that you go through just in basic training, and then you go out and, and you start doing this job in the military. And when I would go back and visit home, I, you know, I'd go and visiting friends that didn't do anything. They didn't change at all. And I'm thinking like, holy mackerel, how can this, how could I have come from this only less than a year ago, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's crazy. And I was thinking the same thing when you're talking about at the end of the trip. You remember Tony getting underway and being gone for 30 or 40 days or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you come back and all these people that you've literally lived with every single day for a couple of months, and all of a sudden, boof, you don't see them. You They're see gone. other people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's it's weird. It's just, it's you have to figure out how to it's adjust. A, in, it's a, it's a little uncomfortable. Way. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. 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 And and so, uh, but on the way back, you're you're kind of. Like I said, you're you you really are kind of with your riding with your support group, right? And there's actually a name that we have for the set of emotions that come with finishing the ride, yeah. And that's post ride depression. Okay, sure. And not everybody gets it. Some people have it in varying intensities. Right. Um, for me, it was like that feeling of having lost like these very very close friends was sure. mitigated by doing the drive back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I know some people it's been been very hard. Yeah, you know? yeah. And well, I think I think uh, I'm going to project a little here, but I think what you'll find is that. As you reconnect with those people over the course of the next year or two, that's it. That will that will go away some and start to solidify those friendships more. And that's how me and this knucklehead have been friends for so yeah. long. long. I know. I there mean, you go. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, there were times it, where I was like, "Don't call me." Yeah, exactly. And he's and like, like I'm "Kept calling. Call yeah, it's, like, call. it's like, why are you sitting in the car in front of my house? <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, <laughs> that's kind of creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy, but well, whatever. No, yeah. no, no, no. I agree. But well, and also it's interesting because you talk about like the. Like I think about cycling, and I think again, Doug and I have talked about this, and we've made comparisons like motorcycling. Like, like when you do like a big ride, you know, when you do like a an epic, just one day or maybe a couple of days, uh, you know, the it's almost like there's like an overload of of visual and auditory and even you know olfactory stimuli that and all the interaction you're having with people. It's it's almost like you know. You know, like you just get kind of this massive overload of everything. You know what I mean? Like suddenly just so much goes in, you know, and I, I just I've done those rides where like I've I've done a, like, you know, a huge amount of distance on one day and I lay down at night and, and it's like my brain can't stop. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like there's just so much I'm, I'm having to process. I can't even imagine what that would be like having to deal with that 70 days in a row yeah. you know what i mean it's like and and the fact that like you know you're and, and you're right that that you know it's almost like and, and i think it's a bad you know, maybe it's not it's not the best comparison but it's like that whole foxhole thing like you know everybody you're all in the same foxhole together mm. you know what i mean you're dealing with the same same uh stress the mm. same Challenges, discomfort yeah. yeah and I, I can see how that would be i can see how you would and also i can see how it'd be anticlimactic because now you know, there is no way, there is no way that you can do something like that. You know, they could have had freaking flyover jets and fireworks and, you know, whales jumping over you and shit. And it still wouldn't have been enough, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have taken the whales. I'll take the whales would have been something, oh, but free, free willies free jumping willies. over your shit, you know? And you're like, no, nah, still. My, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I can see how it would be, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, but the friends you're going to make, you're the friends you've made. Yeah. 
That's like seeds. You planted seeds, dude, and they're going to grow over a long period of time. Yeah, I, I can tell you, there's it's like, going to be there, awesome. There's there's people that have like walked on the moon, and they're kind of like, well, there's only a few of us that have done this. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. kind of in that world, you know. Yeah. Like, or I've ridden a bike, you know, seventy miles from Texas to Alaska. You're you're in rarefied air. Yeah. Well, really. it's cool because that's why the alumni network is so strong. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. you can reach out to somebody. Like for instance, I'm moving to San Francisco. Yeah. So there's a couple of alumni who live there, and I can reach out to them, and they're immediately receptive to me sure. because they know exactly what I've done this Common summer. Common bond, yep. yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. shared experience is amazing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 and no. it's also a set of people where built into your relationship is vulnerability in the mm-hmm. sense that on those money meetings I described earlier, they're a couple mm-hmm. hours long. It's just accepted that at some point you're going to go up there and you're share your story. Sure. That's yeah, part yeah. of why you're joining is to share your story and sure. hear other people's. Yep. And they're probably looking forward to doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're on the bike with somebody, you can ask them, hey, tell me about like your worst memory or like tell right. me about your mom who passed away. And there's no hesitation there. There's no right. questions asked. It's just... Yeah, that's what we do. We're Texas 4000. Like, yeah. we're here for each other. We're here to dig into those emotions and to dig right. into how cancer's affected us or, or just like anything that's, that's hurt us in the past. Yeah. And that's so, a lot That's a lot deeper, more meaningful conversation than you get sitting in the coffee room, right? And, and having a coffee break yeah. exactly. with somebody. Like, yeah. oh, you watched TV last night? You know, so it's, yeah, the connection goes way deeper. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you, okay, and again, you don't have to answer this, but what was your highest high and what was your lowest low? I mean, I told you about one of the hardest rides, which is the 140-mile day. Yeah. Uh, Other one was the 160-mile day. As terms of highest highs, I don't know. Like, what comes to mind is all those people and places that I described to you as my favorite places. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it really is the people that you meet that make the ride. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's nothing nothing more exciting than uh, than sitting down with somebody and having a really great connection with them. And I could describe to you like the prettiest rides that we've done, but that, that doesn't cut it. You know, like right. the best stuff was, was actually like seeing out the host in Paducah and hmm. hearing their story about how they had gone through cancer and how they'd gone through chemotherapy and how Texas 4000 had entered their lives and how they've been helped by them. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really what's made the summer meaningful and special to me. It's the human right. connection. Yeah. Man. It's it's a human connection. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and like, a, and, uh, and so you travel back, uh, you did Pike Peak, Pike's Peak. You did a couple other rides. What else did you do? I did a ride in Banff from Banff National Park in Canada to Lake Louise, which is about 40 miles away. Uh-huh. And when we got to Lake Louise, I jumped in the water, and that was cold water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin is not cold water. That, like, that was uh, pretty yeah. cold. Right. Yeah. Uh, very fun ride. And that was the first one I'd done outside of Texas 4000. Right. So I, I, like, I wore a different jersey. Um, in fact, my friend and I, we both bought matching jerseys that day on sale. Okay. It was yeah, it was great. Uh, no other rides on the way back though. It was just those two. Okay. But Banff was beautiful. I, I had a 2014 Rockies alumni told me that that was his favorite ride of the summer. It was going actually the opposite direction, Lake Louise to Banff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Any any uh, stories you wanted to tell that we haven't talked about? I mean, I don't know if I can pull anything. Well, you don't. Know, I mean, again, head. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I just want to make sure we. We didn't miss There's anything. Nothing that I just didn't rearing to say. No. Yeah. Any, think so. any questions that you wanted me to ask that I didn't ask? Or we we didn't ask. So. No, I think no, it's I covered. So. Huh? Yeah. 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 It's it's an amazing story, man. Yeah. It's an amazing yeah. Story. yeah. I can tell you right now, you know that I know. Like I said, I know I'm proud of you. I know my our family's proud of you. I know your 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 dad is super proud of you. Beaming. Yeah. Yeah. I know if your mom, your, your your mom up, you know wherever she is up in heaven looking down, she's super proud of you, man. I mean, it was all about her. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. huge. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, man, yeah. So, uh, anything, Doug, anything I forgot? No, man. I, you know, and I know like we were saying before, we joke around a lot, but in all seriousness, I mean, I think you, you've accomplished something pretty awesome and, and, um, that gives me hope for, for your generation. That there's still <laughs> people out there your, your age. No, I'm not even joking. Like yeah. there's yeah. people that your age that, that are, um, are still willing to do that and still understand that, that sometimes delayed gratification is, is much greater than yeah. instant gratification. And so that, that gives me hope for your generation. Thanks, yeah. yeah, no, I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. 100%. And I, and I was going to mention, and this real quick, you are now a lifelong cyclist? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Well, I joke that I've turned into the stereotypical cyclist because yeah. I've started drinking beer. <laughs> I Love drink that. a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I slack all the time now. Yeah, see, there's yeah. a reason people do those things. 
Yes, yeah. there is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I brought a, a thing of caffeine pills with me because I wasn't sure if I'd always have access to coffee. Yep. See. Because you don't yeah. know where you're sleeping or where you're waking up on the yeah. ride. So Dude, today yeah. we today we put new tires on his bike and we talked about uh, uh, recovery drinks and uh, not recovery, uh, 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 in electrolyte drinks. That's so, true. You know, so, yeah, yeah. electrolyte. Yeah. Man, super proud cool. of you. Man. Yep. Yeah. So no, that's awesome. So one last time. So if anybody uh, wants to donate money or help in some way, where can they go to get info? It's Texas four thousand dot org. Yeah. Okay. And you, I don't think you're going to find a better organization to to to, to support. You bet. So 100. Yeah. percent Awesome. So. Well, thanks, Grant. Cool. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, yeah, you, thank you very much. This has been a great experience, and yeah. uh, and so we'll, we'll kind of leave it there. And uh, and this again, this has been Tony talking to you, and and Doug. Yeah, mostly Tony. Mostly Tony. And I'll end it on, uh, and, I, and, I, and seeing that I edit this thing too, I'll just say that, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's probably right, not well, going to end up. <laughs> it will, it will. All right, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Right, and you see you. Yep, bye. bye. This has been an Analog Spectrum production and presentation. All you Spectrum maniacs out there, whatever platform you're using, are you following us? If not, why not? Following us is one small step for a man or a woman, but it is a giant leap for humankind. And it really helps get our small but ever-expanding show out there, too. Also, please listen to all the episodes, or at least the ones you think might interest you. If you like it, then share it. Spread that positive analog spectrum vibe. It's a great way to show your friends and family how much you care. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't get a big kick out of seeing our numbers steadily rise. Finally, leave a comment and rate our show and the episode. Five stars are always appreciated. Moreover, we want to hear from you. Share your show ideas and ask your questions. We'll even answer your questions on the show if you'd like. You can email us at analogspectrum, that's all one word, at gmail.com. If you tweet, then tweet at us. That's at analogspectrum. Finally, we have a Facebook group. I don't do much on there, but I watch it like a hawk. You put something on there, and I'll see it. Again, thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great day.